What's up, guys? Welcome to Accounter Broody, the Twitter Spaces show and podcast where we sit back, crack a cold one, and hold each other accountable in our personal and professional lives. Meet my co-host, Andrew. He runs his own marketing agency called Twilful and hosts a vlog series on his YouTube channel. He also once did the nasty next to me when we were camping on the floor in sleeping bags, and I'm still a little salty about it. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna let you guys use your imagination for what the nasty is. For some reason, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this somewhat recently. And <laughs> are you talking about the time where we went to this random campsite that your family has, and then we tried to like invite all these girls over, but no one would come over? No, I actually thought of that story before I thought of the one I just brought up. Um, yes, I remember that, and I was thinking of a way to include that in this introduction. But no, I'm talking about the time in your basement. We were all sleeping in the floor. And you had some, you had some ladies over, and I think one saved the night, and you guys were next to me on the floor, like a foot away, and I don't know, I think something happened that night. I don't know if I recall a specific time because that's like a regular occurrence, just having all oh, the ladies yeah. over, you know. I mean, so not a foot you. next to me though. Hey, I'm just trying to get as close as possible to you, bro. I'm sleeping. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Well, the frustrated man over here talking about our lovely high school relationships and all the drama that went along with it is Drake. He is my co-host here, and he is the owner and operator of Curb Appeal. He also helps run a family hardware store. Plus, he's not good at FIFA whatsoever. That's it. Whatsoever, man. Give me a little bit of credit where it's due. I'm not good, but I'm not bad. Like, Yeah, you're pretty I'm bad. Decent. I'm decent? No, I'm decent. Let's decent. go then. When was the last time we played, dude? Let's play some FIFA. It's been years. How do you know if I'm still not good? Because the last time we played, you were not good. I don't think you've ever beaten me. I don't even know if you've ever beaten Tyler. I have totally beat you before. I have 100% beat you before. It wasn't a regular occurrence, but don't tell me I haven't beat you. I mean, if you can't tell me the specific time, I don't believe it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll let that one go. We're just going to save that one for another day, and I will beat you next time we play. So, All right, we'll see about that. Just be ready. All right, well, talk to me about your beer for today, Drake. Okay, well, um, I'm keeping it local yet again. It seems like it seems like somehow there's way more brews. I know I uh, forget which brewery it was I had a beer from. It was like the first brewery in Cleveland, but it seems like now Cleveland has every brewery that's like ever popular. So this week I am drinking a platform beer company. It's called Sun Surfer. It's a Hawaiian style IPA with pineapple, guava, guava is that what it is? Guava and citrus. So uh, switching it back to an IPA this week after a bad experience two weeks ago. But the pineapple, guava, and citrus got me because I loved my citrus beer last week. But uh, a little bit of backstory on platform. As I said, they were uh, founded in 2014. Um, seven years exactly as of July 3rd. So two days from now, they'll be celebrating their seven year anniversary. Um, and they were they were founded on the premise of collaboration should be at the cornerstone of everything that they do, which I find pretty cool. Um, they have locations in the three C's of Ohio. So Columbus, Cincinnati and Cleveland, um, Cleveland, where they founded. And you can find all their beers throughout the Northeast, um, several states up, up here in the Northeast, Northwest. And sadly, they were acquired by Anheuser-Busch in 2019. I didn't learn that until after I bought the beer and started doing research. So they were kind of swallowed by a big beer conglomerate, which uh, makes me a little bit sad, you know, because they kind of lose that uh, local sense when they do that. But uh, 
yeah, another Cleveland brewery, another uh, another IPA. So I'm gonna give it a quick taste here. Nice man. Yeah, that sounds pretty solid. Anything with the word Hawaiian in it always gets me interested, and I dabble more in the IPA world, Ooh. so I'm excited to hear your review. Ooh, yeah, not hoppy at all. The, that pineapple, gavin, citrus, like definitely dull down the uh, the hoppiness that I don't like in IPAs. And yeah, I chose the Sun, so it's called the Sun Surfer. I chose it kind of um, in anticipation of the Fourth of July this weekend. I figured Sun Surfer is great, great and fitting for uh, the outside celebrations of the Fourth of July and fireworks and stuff. So. What about you? What are you drinking this week? I have the Stone Fort Oat Brown Ale by Seventh Sun Brewing Company. They are actually located right in downtown Columbus, about 25 minutes from where I'm located. So if you're not aware, we're actually filming, recording, doing this episode just outside of Columbus. Drake is probably about 45-ish minutes from Columbus. I'm about 25 to 30-ish minutes. So right down the street, which is pretty cool. So again, it's Seventh Sun Brewing Company. They were founded in 2013. What's super cool, they were founded by three childhood friends. These dudes were just super pumped about being entrepreneurs. And they said, yo, someday we're going to start a business together. Eventually, they got together and did it. And it became this brewing company. They've been voted the best brewery in Columbus by a variety of different publications. And some like hardcore ones like 614 that are really popular around the area. And over their small span of time of being in existence, they have already created over 200 different types of beers. They don't have all of those released where you can purchase them all right now, but as they have continued to grow, they've dabbled with different types and bring some back, take some away, but it's pretty cool. And I am excited to try the Stone Fort Oat Brown Ale. It's the first time I'll ever have a beer from them, so I'm going to dive in. Oat Brown Ales, I do, I've had a couple. I like Oat Brown Ales, um, like the OD taste. Um, yeah, sounds good. What was I going to say? Oh, that was, that's right on par with a lot of the other companies, a lot of the other brewers talked about three friends, especially childhood friends is cool. I don't know if I've, I've uh, read any or tasted any beers and, and learned of any that were started by childhood friends. So I find that really cool. Um, but this was the beer I'm having platform. This is the first one I wasn't fi- able to find much information on, uh, who the founders really were and why they founded it. Um, I guess I did learn a little bit. They, it was a guy, and he started with another guy who owned a home brewing kit company. So I think it was just kind of out of passion. It wasn't so much friendship, but out of passion for beer. Nice. Well, that's cool. Any way you can get it done, that's pretty sweet. It's cool that, yeah, as you kind of build your companies, you can bring your friends along for the journey. It's always pretty neat. Mm-hmm. All right. That was the first taste. Wait, that's good. The first taste. Let me know how it is. It's pretty solid. Yeah, you definitely get that like darker Odie flavor, which I'm not super into the darker side, but it still has a good flavor. So I'm going to keep diving in a little bit to see what my full review will be. But accountability, the big chunk of this podcast, what it's really all about other than the beer, Drake, talk to me about your last week's tasks and did you get them accomplished? So last week, um, I had two kind of two tasks. One, I was pretty i wasn't set on getting done i didn't wasn't sure i was going to be able to find the time and unfortunately i didn't and that was uh just getting into a side project i had um and i should have known and i, I kind of did when i brought it up in last week's episode uh that we did the episode on thursday i left for a weekend trip on friday morning didn't get back in town until late sunday and then i was just back to work swamped and then the rain came in middle of this week and just there was no way for me to fit it in so i unfortunately failed on that front but it's continuing to be put on the list. Um, it is one of my highest priorities at this point. So uh, 
hopefully next week. I know it's going to be hard with the fourth again this weekend, but I'm really going to try to get to it. Um, but the other bigger part of what I wanted to get done last week was getting a marketing marketing campaign put together for Curb Appeal, um, my exterior maintenance company. Um, I was more just wanting to get the ideation kind of on paper and, and put some real thought to it. So uh, I did do that. I didn't get quite as much done as I wanted to, but I have some solid ideas written down. Um, I'm going to start diving into them a little bit more this week and hopefully start uh, putting together a rough outline for a true campaign on Facebook. So I've got a little bit done, not as much as I want, but I, I count it for last week with how little time I had. All right. All right. Since you counted, I guess I have to count it, but at least you're making yeah. some progress in the right direction. So that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'll go ahead with this week's goal is um, I need to get caught up on bookkeeping for the family hardware store. Um, I, that's one of my primary functions within the business is I help with a lot of the accounting and bookkeeping. So uh, I'm a bit behind. Um, so I need to get about four months of bookkeeping done this next week. So it's a lot to do, but I think I can find some time to buckle down in the evenings and take care of that. Um, yeah, it's a big project, man. Good luck. I do it. I do it frequently. I mean, that's usually how I do it. I'll wait a few months and then I'll sit down and I'll, I'll grind for six hours, one night, six hours the next night and knock out. So that's the goal. Nice. What about you? What, what, uh, what was your account? What was your, uh, goals for last week and did you get them done? I had a lot of wild tasks that I wanted to get accomplished. So first one was to build the shelves for our office at 12 full. I got that done. They're up. Unfortunately, the brackets that I bought, they're not the sturdiest. So I think I have to purchase some more brackets to help stabilize it, some larger, thicker ones, but they are up. They look good. Most of them support the things that they need to support. So that's positive. That's all done. I also wanted to build a bench for Delaware Rising. Our home field is essentially at a park, so there's no seating for the teams. And I wanted to build at least one bench for our home squad so that we could have space to sit down. And with that, I ended up building two benches, one for us and one for the away team. So, yep, feeling uh, pretty positive about that. So we got benches for tomorrow's game. And then the last thing I wanted to sew, two pocket squares on top of the two from the previous week. And I got all four knocked out. I actually added two on. So I sewed six of those. Now I have all of the sample shirts done. So now I'm going to be sending them out to people to test out. And then I can really start diving in and picking a shirt that I can use for Happy Pocket to make our official shirt that we start to sell. Hey, I guess that's it. Oh, shit, man. I'll give you a six-star week, dude. That was six-star <laughs> week right there. Got a lot done. Yeah, man, I was hustling. I spent some late nights building those dang benches. Those probably took the longest, but they're done. They looked somewhat solid, so I'm happy. Hey, the away team's going to be appreciative that they don't have to just sit or stand there and watch you sit. So that was yeah. nice of you. As long as they hold Glad up. But for next week, I am hoping to get Jennifer's ceremony video edited. So I'm also a wedding videographer on top of all the random stuff I do. But I filmed a wedding about a month ago. And I tell people in the contract, give me two months, no later than that, to get all of the videos back to you. So right on par, I want to get that ceremony video knocked out so then I can get her package sent back to her. I also would like to create three new pages on the Twilful website so that it's going to be essentially three pages tucked into the website that already exists, but it's going to be on the client side. So it will be showing off some of the projects that we've done for clients and those take a little bit of time to build. I think that's why I've been pushing them off for a little while. We have a lot of cool projects that I need to highlight. So I want to create the pages for 
the projects that we've done. So those are my two goals for next week. Yeah, so there's a lot of goals for this week, so that's a lot to get done, too. So it sounds like we both have a busy week ahead of us. Yeah, man. I'm hoping we get it all knocked out. I'm trying to keep especially, being productive. Especially with the 4th of July, it's a busy weekend, so it's hard to get a lot done. Especially, I, I know you, you're a big family man, as as am I, so I know trying to fit a lot of family time in this week, and I'm sure you're trying to fit in a little bit as well. So, so we can both get all this stuff done on top of that. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Now, talk to me about a piece of advice, whether it's in the personal world or the business world that you'd like to share with everyone. Okay, so you're going like, to like this one. So my piece of advice this week is to be careful climbing the ladder, literally and figuratively. So, <laughs> climbing ladders are dangerous and you can easily seriously hurt yourself. Um, kind of hurt myself this week. I have eight stitches in my leg right now because uh, I hurt myself on a ladder, so be careful. Whoa. Um, so that's more on the literal side, but on the figurative, figurative side of uh, climbing the ladder in life, it can be exhausting and overwhelm you, so don't lose sight of your goals in life and be being the person you want to be. So as you're climbing that either corporate ladder or just the ladder of life in general, just uh, don't get overwhelmed at times because life can be overwhelming. Don't lose sight of those goals and the person you want to be. Always focus on that as you're trying to go places. So always hold that sense of yourself in there. Don't lose it. So can you uh, share the story of how you ended up needing those stitches off of your ladder? I mean, it's just honestly, it was just pretty stupid. As you know, the heat was pretty excruciating, excruciating this week. We were in the 90s, like mid 90s, and it felt like 103, I think, on Tuesday. Um, so it was like late in the day, just like I have like small A-frame ladders, which are like, I don't know if you know what an A-frame ladder is. It's like you go up one side and you kind of go back down the other side. It's not like a ladder you set against the house. Anyways, just like I was had two right next to each other and I was stepping from one to the other, just like on the first rung. So you're talking like a, a foot, foot and a half off the ground. No, maybe two feet off the ground. And I just, my leg kind of slipped back behind the rung. And as I like slid down, just kind of tripped myself. My leg just got gouged on the ladder as I fell. Oh. Um, pretty bad. So I was I was bleeding really bad. Had me pretty scared for a minute. Um, my business partner Jeff, he was a champ. He ran, grabbed uh, grabbed bandages and stuff to wrap my leg up to stop the bleeding. Um, helped calm me down and then helped get me to a urgent care. And got stitched up and actually ended up back at work afterwards. So oh as something I thought, thought was really bad and it felt really bad and it really hurt, um, the doctor kind of laughed it off. So it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was. Well, that's good to hear. At least it wasn't too big of an issue. But yeah, kind of a funny slash scary experience. Yeah. So be careful climbing the ladder. <laughs> good piece of advice. You can't beat that. And then at times, if you eventually want to jump off of the ladder and i'm talking <laughs> not literally but figuratively in terms of climbing the corporate ladder if that's your vibe go for it but i know for a lot of people especially like me climbing that corporate ladder was not my vibe i was trying it actually out for a little bit and i decided to jump so if you are in that place and you decide hey it's not for me there's always other options Exactly. And it can be so scary, I think, to to make that jump. But that's kind of what I was getting at with that is you can't be afraid to. I mean, if if that's not who you are and you know it deep down inside, you can't force yourself to fit into it. Go out on your own. It's possible. You just got to have hard work and determination. 100%. And that actually bleeds over into my piece of advice, which is figure out various ways to generate income. Now, I am an entrepreneur, so 
That means I've dabbled in a variety of different projects. Right now, my mainstream of income is with Twillfold, the marketing agency. But as I mentioned earlier, I'm also a wedding videographer, so I have income coming that way. I'm working on a Happy Pocket, which is like a t-shirt digital e-commerce website where I would sell those shirts. So that's another stream of income. Investing is another stream as well. So if you really do want to set yourself up for a life where you can enjoy family, you have more free time, the best way to do that is to have different ways of generating income. And once you're able to figure out how to do that, the next step becomes figuring out how to generate passive income. That's when you really end up freeing your time and freeing your calendar. But that's a conversation for another day. So step one, just figure out some different ways to start generating more income. So I agree for the most part on that. I will say, so uh, it's actually talking. So I'm, I'm starting this basically third. I mean, I do this with you, do the podcast with you. I have uh, the work I do with the store and I run my curb appeal, my maintenance company. Um, I was talking to my dad the other day because I'm starting that. I want to be starting a Facebook live show where I'm just selling stuff for fun on Facebook. And I was talking to my dad about it. He, he is a business consultant. And he, is, he did warn me. He said, most people, most successful business owners, they, they find success in one business first. So, so they set themselves up for success in one business, they get it running well, and then they start those second and third streams of income. Um, but you, you're exactly right. I mean, I think the quote is, I'm not, don't, don't hold, uh, don't hold me to this, but, or, but I think it's, what is it? The average millionaire has three or four income streams. I want to say four, but I'm not, I'm not positive on that. But yes, you're completely right. You need to have several sources of income. Um, and then passive income is definitely the long-term goal. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's a good caveat too. Don't try to do 7,000 things at once. I've been down that route. I'm still even kind of somewhat down that route, <laughs> which is a little stressful. But yes, you want to make sure that your main income, whatever that is, whether you're doing more of a nine to five or you have your own company, definitely make sure you're good on that front. You're doing what you need to do. It's sustainable. And then that's when, yes, you can expand out and try doing yep. some other other projects. Yep, exactly. Uh, one other quick piece of advice. If you ever do want to join us on here on this Twitter space and to chat with us about your different goals that you're trying to accomplish so that we can help you be held accountable, join us in our Cappuccino app group. It's where you can hang out. We message with one another over audio, but text as well in that group throughout the week so we can help keep each other motivated and accountable all the while before we do this podcast and this Twitter space once again. But then and you're in there, we'll pick someone that can jump on here with us during our podcast and be held accountable and talk about their projects. So make sure you join us there. It's now, fun. Aren't we fun? No, don't people want to join us? I, yeah. promise, I promise I won't pick on you. You can pick on me though. Pick on you for what? Uh, people can pick on me for a lot of things, you know, in fact, I'm an easy person to make fun of. That's fair. That's fair. But hey, yeah, whatever you need to do, just uh, if you want to join us, hang out, have fun, talk about a beer that you're drinking while you're listening to it, join us. It'll be fun. For some fun. Well, uh, going off of that, Andrew, what's something that you need? What's something you need right now? Yeah, I've actually talked about this previously, but I need help from our audience in terms of specific ideas to motivate myself to wake up. So I already had asked previously in an episode, how do you get up early? Like, what are your strategies? What are your tactics? I want to have more specific little tactics that you're using to motivate yourself to wake up. So for example, one of the tactics that I'm trying to implement is putting my phone away from my bed when I go 
to sleep so that when the alarm goes off, I have to actually get out of my bed to go turn it off. So that's like an example of one tactic that I would like other people to share with me. Another element is if I wake up by a certain time, like if I'm out of bed by 645, then I can allow myself to invest $10 in a cryptocurrency of my choice. So like a little piece of motivational reward that I can do if I wake up on time. So that is my area of need. Any other cool, unique, creative things that you do to help motivate yourself to wake up early, I would love to know. And the more creative, the better. So one thing that might sound counterintuitive um, that's actually helped me recently is I've given up caffeine. I haven't drank caffeine in a month, which I used to be probably like a two cup of coffee guy every morning. Um, And I just cold turkey out of nowhere, didn't plan it, just quit drinking caffeine. I know you already don't drink coffee, so that's not really going to help you. But uh, after that, I got over that hump of the cravings of caffeine every day and every morning. Um, it just started getting easier for me to wake up. I didn't feel nearly as groggy or tired in the morning either because like my body wasn't waiting for that caffeine. So that's something that's really helped me recently. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah, I wish I would be able to take that advice. But like you said, I don't drink coffee as is. But for all those other people that are trying to wake up early – Give it a try. Can't hurt. It's it's really tough the first week, but after the first week, it's it's really worth it. I've it's been much easier on me. Good. So, what is your area of need? What's something you can use from our audience? So, uh, I could actually use help after my incident this week of of hurting myself. Uh, I realized it's about time that uh, I go ahead and buckle down and get some health insurance because uh, I'm 26. So, um, turning 26, I was kicked off my parents' plan. And now I'm, I have to fend for myself. So being a small business owner, I just don't really know what the best route is to go with health insurance. I'm a pretty healthy person. I don't want to be paying um, a ton of money for it. So just something that kind of covers an emergency um, and that isn't, isn't going to break, break the bank on me. So uh, if there's any advice that you or any of our audience members have on finding good health insurance um, at a reasonable rate for a small business owner, um, shoot it my way because I could really use that as I start to look into it. Yeah, get married. Get married. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> That's the, I need uh, to find a girl first, okay? <laughs> if I could marry myself, I would. That's the best advice I have to offer because, yeah, I'm in the same boat too. I turned 26 about a year and a half ago, and that I had to figure out what I was doing because I was running my own businesses at the time. Luckily, I was in the process of getting married. So that kicked in right at the perfect time. And yeah, my wife has a full-time job. So she gets insurance through her company, which also covers her spouse, which is me. So that's a beautiful relationship that we have where she provides the insurance. So that's very helpful for entrepreneurs. I know that there are like cohort or group insurances. I think I looked into that a little bit because that was going to be my plan if I wasn't married at the time. Okay, I'll have to look into that. Um, yeah, I just haven't really dove into it yet, so I don't, I don't know any, I don't even know the first thing about it. So something I really need to figure out and start looking into, um, because if I hurt myself again, I don't want to be paying out of pocket, especially if it's something serious. Because um, those are something stupid and a light injury this week, but you never know. Some of the stuff I do, it could lead to serious injuries, and kind of woke me up hurting myself this week. So I need to get that done as soon as possible. Yeah, ma'am. Absolutely. And any audience members, please share it with us, whether that's on Twitter, also in the Cappuccino group, that would be much appreciated because I'm always looking for that too, because I would love to just have the wife quit her job and then we can just go remote 
and explore in our camper, I think that would be the dream. But Drake, hit me with a business idea. Do you have one this week? Oh, I do. So uh, this is something I, I am actually already in the process of starting business with my brother, but this is an old idea that we had that was just kind of um, out of our means. But uh, we always wanted to take an old um, foreclosed mall and turn it into a paintball facility. So this would be a facility that hosts just casual play. And then hopefully, like probably almost every weekend, if not at least once a month, um, host tournaments. So host tournaments probably that people would come to from all over the country. I'm a big fan of paintball. I never got into it competitively, but I loved playing with my friends and my family. Um, I loved going to a place um, not too far from Columbus called Splatter Park. We used to go there a lot growing up. Um, haven't been for a little while, but paintball was always so much fun. And I always thought it'd be cool to have some sort of urban setting, such as a mall or something that you could use the whole location to just have one big war or um, or a set of small wars within it. So I always thought that would be a big hit um, for the paintball community as well. Completely agree. I always thought that would be so fun. And especially as more and more malls become decrepit and not used, that would be a great idea. Plus, it's so close for people. So there's a population right there that you can market to and it's easy for them to get to as opposed to, yeah, like Splatter Park, which is kind of out in the country. So it's a good idea. Yeah. And you don't have to clean up the mall to do anything because a lot of those malls, yeah, they're nasty. They've kind of fallen apart. Um, other than just making it so that it's not a liability, you don't have to make it look pretty. I mean, the place would get covered in paint anyways. So it's uh, kind of leave it as is kind of like the zombie apocalypse, uh, apocalypse vibe. And, uh, just go after it. I think it would be a blast. I think it would be a blast to run and a blast to just go there and enjoy. Yeah, it'd be so fun. When you do that, let me know. I'll be there. Yeah, you know, if you can send a few mil this way, you know, to cover the costs, I'm your, you're my boy. We'll right. do it. We'll happen. All right. Once <laughs> I uh, make my couple mil, I'll let you know. <laughs> what about you? You have a cool business idea this week? I have been talking about this one a lot, and something like this may exist now, but it's essentially Tinder for dog adoption. So you know Tinder, the dating app, you just swipe left and right, like right if you're interested in that person, left if you're not, and if you swipe right and the other person swipe right that you swiped right on, you match, and you could do this for dog or any type of pet adoption, not necessarily where the dog or the pet is swiping left or right, which would be pretty dope. But the person that is <laughs> looking to adopt an animal from maybe a shelter or an adoption agency, it would be so easy for a small profile to be built about each dog, which you essentially have to do anyway because they have their shots, all that information, the information about the breed. So that's already in a database somewhere for that adoption company. Plug that into a little cool app like Tinder they have a profile, few snaps, few pictures of the dog, cat, animal, and then people can go onto that app and then swipe left if they're not interested in adopting and then swipe right if they are. Then if they swipe right, that's essentially a match. So then you can get more information on that animal and then you can easily be connected with the adoption agency or the shelter wherever they are so that you can set up an appointment to go meet this animal. Yeah, I think that's actually a fantastic idea and it helps solve a problem with uh... – no shelters are often overwhelmed with uh, with taking in animals, so hopefully that'd be a way to kind of help control that and, and get more adoptions pushed through, and then help people find the perfect pet. I yeah. really like that idea. Yeah, I think that'd be a huge hit in today's world. I agree, and it would just be fun to just kind of go through anyway and see all the cute animals, and then maybe that's I that's can... where I would think, dude. I could just <laughs> see certain people on there, 
just like true animal lovers, animal nuts just going on there, swiping right on every dog <laughs> they see. I think that'd be your only issue. Hey, that's fine then. Just, if they want to adopt a bunch of dogs, more power to them. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Well, I like that idea. But uh, on to one of the final statements of the show, Andrew. Have you been sipping on that beer? I have. It has been pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Just pretty good. That doesn't sound super exciting. Um, could you give us a quick review? I absolutely can. So this, again, is the Stone Fort Oat Brown Ale Beer from Seventh Sun. I will start by saying the can that it is in is pretty cool. So the branding's on point. As a marketer, always a fan of checking that out. So thumbs up to the branding. Now, as in terms of drinking the actual beer, it does have like a darker taste. And if you listen to past episodes, you know that I'm not a fan of dark beer whatsoever. And this gives me that vibe, but it does have a good flavor. So I can really taste the oats in it, which is great. So I do enjoy that. So in terms of a rating out of five, I would probably give this a 3.5. Okay. Not bad. Not a bad beer. Um, not, it sounds like it's just maybe not your style, but the beer is still pretty good. Um, so people who do like that style of beer sounds like would probably enjoy it, which I like to hear. So uh, not bad. Not a bad beer, but not the best. Right, exactly. Not, I think it 4.5 last week, I think it was. Yeah, that one was good. That was definitely one of the top beers I prefer to drink. And yeah, you're right. This one is just not necessarily my cup of tea, but it's a good beer. So if you like darker flavored, heavier beers, I think you would certainly like this one. Cool. Well, on my end, I'm sipping on this a little over halfway through at this point of this uh, Sun Surfer from Plat- Platform Beer Co. Um, so like I said, it was a Hawaiian-style IPA with pineapple, guava, and citrus. Um, I got to say, the pineapple, guava, and citrus, they definitely dull the IPA, like I said, for the first taste. Um, but as I drink more and more of it, I get more and more of that IPA flavor, that hoppiness, um, which I'm not a fan of. So while it's not as bad as a lot of IPAs, it's not quite as hoppy. Um, it's still, it's still an IPA for sure, which aren't my favorite beers, just like the darker beers aren't yours. So, uh, that being said, I like it. I'm sure people who drink IPAs would really enjoy it, but, uh, it's not something I would probably drink again. That being said, I'll probably give it a three because it's, it's better than a lot of of the other IPAs that I drink given the other flavors in it, but, uh, just still too much of an IPA for this guy. I feel that. No, that's solid. I'm interested to hear. Or actually, I'm interested to taste it myself because, yeah, you said it has some cool flavors with that Hawaiian vibe going on, and I'm interested in that. And I definitely trend a little more toward the IPA side of things, so I'll have to give that a dive too. Yeah, and you can go visit it and taste it in person at their brewery here in Columbus if you'd like. So that's pretty cool too. Is it Cleveland or Columbus? No, they have uh, they have locations in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Columbus. Oh, so, the three yeah, C's. That's right. One. Yep. Yep, this we got one, and I think I've actually—I don't think I've actually been to it. I've passed it several times. Um, pretty close to downtown. Nice. Well, that's cool. Well, dude, before we close up shop here, I just want to check in on whether your personal life or your business, how's it been going? Oh, um, it has been kind of a rough catch-up week for me. Um, after that long weekend vacation, just a lot of playing catch-up, a lot of different things I've needed to get done. Um. And we started a new big commercial job last week and just 
with the rain and stuff, we've been working long days every chance we've gotten there. It's been super hot outside, but uh, things are still going well. We're, we're on course to finish that project on time. Um, and then outside of hurting myself, everything's been good. Last weekend was an absolute blast. Went up to a place called Geneva on the lake. Um, so it is about 45 minutes to an hour east of Cleveland up on Lake Erie. And it's pretty cool. It's a kind of an old retro town. Um, they had a lot to do there, a lot of arcade. We went and played putt-putt, which I know you and I are both big fans of putt-putt. Okay. And I was crown king, so I did win. Felt great. Um, and I did some fishing, too, which I love going fishing. Um, and a lot of my friends who don't do as much fishing that were up there with me, um, just about all of them who came out the second time we went fishing caught a, caught a fish. Nothing big, but uh, they all caught a fish, and everyone really enjoyed it. So great time there. And then another great weekend coming up, spending with my family for the 4th with some fireworks out here on Buckeye Lake where I live. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on in the social aspect of my life, but just really busy with work and need some need some time to catch up on that stuff nice man yeah i have a very similar vibe as the past week i just haven't felt as productive for twillful so the main thing that i do for the marketing agency i got like the things that i wanted to accomplish for the accountability side of this show done but i don't know why i just wasn't able to feel like i've been super productive in terms of getting more client work done more lead generation I'm hoping that maybe this next week after a little relaxing for the 4th of July, it will be good. But in terms of 4th of July, I'm actually headed up with the wife to camp in Michigan for the weekend. So that'll be fun. We'll also be able to see some family while we're up there. Uh, on a positive note, though, Rachel and I did find a venue for our wedding reception. So we got married October of last year, right in the middle of the pandemic, unfortunately. So we had to really scale down the wedding to pretty much just family and the wedding party. And then we said, all right, we'll just wait a year and then have a legit wedding reception where we can party and not worry about COVID. And we finally, for all this time, figured out our venue. So we are getting ready to party. Heck yeah. So you're gonna are you going to invite a lot of the people you were invited to the wedding to that then? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be able to invite pretty much our entire list that we had ready to invite. Fantastic. I'm excited for that. that. That sounds like a blast. I can't wait to see everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah, Drake was actually in the wedding party, so he will be in attendance. And for you having to 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 cancel a lot of the fun festivities of it, it was still a fantastic ceremony. It was still great getting to see everyone, um, even with all the hectic stuff going on in the world. Um, still was a great time last year and beautiful ceremony, but I'm looking forward to having fun with everybody involved. Yeah, man. Right back at you, and I appreciate you being there. But fam, there you have it. Thanks for joining us on Accountability. Hopefully this helps you stay more accountable in your personal and professional lives. Now, like I was mentioning before, you can join our Accountability Society Cappuccino group to take your accountability to the next level. That's where you can stay in touch with us and other accountability nerds to ensure you're hitting your goals. If you are interested, you'll be able to find the invite link in the latest Accountability Twitter thread and in the podcast show notes. And like I said, in the Twitter thread, so this tweet where the space is, it'll be right under that. You got that code. You can enter it in the Cappuccino app to join us. And we will see you there. 